1: another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late-round quarterback, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Denny Karkin. Denny, how's it going, buddy?
0: Hello, JJ. I am doing well. I hope that uh, you had a good week three, and I look forward uh, to a productive week four with you on this good and decent podcast.
1: See, what people don't know is that whenever I intro like this, it, I don't talk to Denny. I just do it. And so 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 Denny doesn't know what kind of voice I'm coming with whenever I start yeah, the show.
0: I have no idea. Yeah. And he actually JJ took like a big breath. I before did. before I did. he he hit play. And I was like, "Oh god, what's coming? What's what's he about <laughs> this about know, like you know, screaming in my ear what's what's what's, he, what's happening?" And uh you but you went with what sounded like either an NPR uh, fantasy football show. Yeah. Or uh you kind of sounded like um a futuristic like Uh, Like a robot talking about fantasy football in the year like 3000.
1: Yeah, like, like someone, someone like programmed us. Yeah. yeah. Like in the, in the future, people Uh, aren't actually podcasting. They're programming things to podcast.
0: It's just a script. It's just a script that's, that's plugged into a machine. And then they're, they're like, Hayden Hurst is going to, I don't know why, (laughs) I don't know why Hayden Hurst, you know, he won't be playing in the year 3000 probably.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who's going to be playing this weekend and who's not (laughs) after all the COVID news
0: this week, Denny. That was a good transition. Today. Thank like you. That, that was one of my better transitions.
1: Good. I won't lie. Yeah. That was good. But yeah. I, I don't know what's gonna happen.
0: That is it is um concerning. You know, I I was a little bit concerned when I saw that a Falcons player had been um uh, quarantined yeah. after testing positive. And I was like, oh no, like the Falcons playing against the the Bears. Like, are we gonna see team, you know, those two teams come up with a bunch of cases? But no, it was it was the Titans, right? They started it.
1: Yeah, the, the Titans. Uh, they had multiple positive cases that came out today. I, I haven't been online for the last couple hours. Cause I've been working and doing shows. I, I don't think they've released any names, right? Of, of who is positive.
0: I have seen some coach names, but yeah, right, uh, no players. Yeah, no, no. I don't see I don't see players. Yeah, i the the latest as of you know this recording, which is it's four ten in the only legitimate time zone. Uh, you know. They are thinking about maybe playing Monday night, the, the yeah. Titans, uh, Titans game on Monday night. Um, we, we don't know like when that would be. And also, the Titans organization has told the players, if you only get a walkthrough this week on Saturday, be prepared to play Sunday.
1: Which is amazing to me. It's, it's honestly amazing. When the news came out that they were shutting everything down until Saturday. Right. I should have said fur- that, yeah. 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 My, my first thought was there's no way they're playing this week. I I wouldn't even expect them to play on Monday. Um, but you know, evidently they might be playing Monday. Um, and uh, you know, I I thought maybe we get a Tuesday night football game, which, you know, if you think about the timeline, if you play a Thursday night game, you know, you, Mm -hmm. you go from Saturday where you start to Tuesday to play. So it's four days, just similar to going from Sunday to Thursday. Mm -hmm. Right. And then if you play Tuesday, then you have a, a short week, of course, but you can still realistically play that on Sunday. It's just going to suck on your body, I would assume.
0: Yeah, right, exactly. And uh, it, this is that's the first time the phrase "suck on your body" <laughs> <laughs> uttered on this podcast.
1: I said I said that, and I immediately <laughs> I immediately regretted
0: it. I had to acknowledge it. I'm sorry. The the listeners are, are probably covering their kids' ears from poor children. Um, yeah, uh, I guess you know people were were asking on the Patreon page. Does this affect the streamers? I, you know, I don't I wish I had some like inside info. I do work at Roto World, you know, so I, no. I you know, people forget it. But I just want to remind
1: I forgot I, about that. The, yeah, you, I, you wait. You work at Roto World.
0: I do. I do. And, okay. and, and but, I, but I you cool. know, I don't have any special access to, to information about uh, COVID-19 outbreaks in, in the NFL. So <laughs> we we will see. I will keep everybody updated on the Patreon. We'll talk about it um, as much as we can in the in the coming days.
1: I always am am shocked. Not shocked. Uh, That's that's not the right word. I'm always I always laugh when I get mentions of people being like, "What do you think about like like what's going to happen with this very specific (laughs) football situation?" I'm like, guys, you guys know as much as me. I'm consuming, you know, I'm consuming probably more content than you are in terms of news items. But like, I'm I'm consuming the same stuff that you guys are consuming, and and the stuff that you're getting for Roto World blurbs and whatnot is the same stuff that is out there we just have it all in this really nice area in place to, to consume it but yeah. i mean it, it's not like we're sitting here like being inside we're not adam schefter
0: right like we, we right. don't yeah. we don't
1: know this stuff
0: right we're not texting with teams yeah <laughs> you know we're not yeah. we don't have that the the one the one thing i will say is um and, and i i don't work for the athletic and the athletic does not sponsor this podcast but the athletic has a lot of really good insight from beat writers yeah, yeah. that's one that's one that is one thing it, uh, that i've discovered is that really reading through including like the very last portion of articles sometimes have great little nuggets about player usage and whatnot so uh that's uh that would be the one sort of maybe insider stuff, but that's not insider. I mean you can you can get the athletic for I think a dollar a month. And I am I'm, I'm literally sitting here promoting the athletic. I love that publication. They do not pay us. They should maybe but
1: Yeah. I, I would I would agree. <laughs> I would agree. Um all right well Denny let's look at what happened in week three. Uh this is probably the worst start that we've ever had in the history of the show, but that's okay. Oof. Uh we had our two main streamers at quarterback were Gardner Minshew and Ryan Fitzpatrick in that Thursday night game. Uh, one of them was awesome. Ryan Fitzpatrick scored twenty four point two fantasy points. He was the QB six on the week. Uh, Gardner Minshew was not awesome. He had an opportunity to be decent. Uh, that that one play down the sideline.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: To was it the Chris
0: Conley, Conley overthrow? Con- is it, it Chris Conley?
1: Chris Conley had one of the worst games I've ever seen from a wide
0: receiver. By the way, absolutely. I, I cannot believe that he's still on the roster. He 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 cost Minshew like probably eight fantasy points.
1: All they game. did, all they did when when DJ Chark was rolled out, we're all like, oh, we're gonna see more Lavisca Chenault, maybe some Keelan Cole, and maybe James Robinson. Well, James Robinson had a good game, that's great. Uh, but but all they did was literally insert Chris Conley into the DJ Chark role and and use him in a similar way too. It wasn't even like they tried to change things up. It was just, hey, Chris Conley, you're gonna be yeah. like one of the best, one of the better wide receivers in the league in this game.
0: And then Minshew's throwing throwing it into triple coverage to Conley downfield. Like he's freaking Megatron. Like, you know, like he's Calvin John. I'm like, what, what, what is this offense doing right now? Like, so Chris Conley, Chris Conley is like the centerpiece. What, what happened? So anyway, it was a disaster.
1: Yeah, it was, it was definitely. And then, and then also you see early in the game, you had that awesome 16 yard gain to LaVisca Chenault. I, I know it uh, very personally because, uh, you know, Chenault was in maybe one of my rosters this past week. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, but I was I was so excited about him. Was like, oh, a 16-yard gain this early in the game. This is awesome. And then he was garbage from there on out. But, mm-hmm. like, Chennault can bounce off defenders. He, he looked great on that play, and then they barely go back to him throughout the game. It's just very, very tilting game. But Gardner Minshew scored 9.2 points. Uh, Mitch Trubisky was a deeper play. He had uh, 11.6 points before being benched. Uh, and then Phillip Rivers in the game where the Colts had a really high implied team total. He scored about 13 points. At tight end, Logan Thomas, 7.1. Jordan Aikens, 4.8. Drew Sample had one catch for one yard. Uh, Mo Alley-Cox, 14 points. He was a deeper play, though, because Jordan uh, Jordan or Jordan, uh, Jack Doyle uh, came back. Dalton Schultz, 8.8. Jordan Reed, 4.3. Uh, so not a great week for tight ends, Good. but that's just kind of the way the position is right now and, and will be uh, in perpetuity, I think. Uh, and then defense was good, though. We had the Chargers at two points. That's not great. Cleveland, though, came through with 14 points. They had a good outing against Dwayne Haskins. And then Indianapolis with 26 points against that mm. horrific, horrific Adam Gase-led Jets team.
0: I love that Colts performance, mostly because on Saturday night I had many people in my mention saying the Jets are, the, are actually the play. The Jets defense is what? the play there. And I was like, excuse, well, I'm sorry. I should say it it was about DFS,
1: but you know,
0: still I'm like, what? No, that's not, no, I'm sorry. That's not the way that that works. So the process, the process, the process, the Colts paid off. Let's
1: move on to week four. Uh, I'll kick things off. We have a, an S show on Thursday night, a true S show Mm. uh, between the Broncos and the Jets. I think realistically you could play both defenses with, with, uh, with Rippon under
0: center right mark it's not it's not mark rippon's son it's his his nephew nephew
1: yeah i think it's his nephew right
0: yeah yeah um yeah so i mean obviously the jets being at home
1: yeah yeah so i think you could realistically like we'll we'll talk to our patrons about the jets later on in the in the uh in the week i think we'll we'll think about i guess we only have like 24 hours to really think about it but i I don't know if you were going to talk about them on the
0: show or not but yeah right right. (laughs) yes we we did uh, we did communicate about this a little bit before the show. Yeah, I, I think if you're going to play one, I think you play the Jets being at home. Uh, you know, against uh, uh, an undrafted free agent um, who so has you go, never. You would
1: go. You would go Jets over Broncos in this game.
0: Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, think I the think Jets they're are... both. I
1: think they're both in play. Is my point right? It, like,
0: yeah.
1: This game has a thirty-nine and a half point over/under. I
0: think. It's right now, I see it at 40. The Jets are one-point underdogs somehow.
1: Yeah. So so Denver, I think, is probably a little bit safer just because Denver's defense is a little bit better. Okay. So I, I would okay. say, I would probably lean Denver. Uh, You know, we saw what the Colts did last week against the Jets. Defenses have scored four points above expectation against the Jets so far this year. I mean, that's a small sample size, but we know the Jets' offense is Yeah. Them,
0: right? Like, yeah. period. That's right. Yeah, you know what? I, I I see where you're going with this, and I think I agree because, you know, I, I said you know the home team, but there are no home teams because there are no yeah, fans. right. So it's right. it's all it's a neutral it's a neutral field. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. We're, we are going with the Broncos in that game.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, but but again, but again, I think that what you're gonna find in like a Fab situation, we have to call it Fab now. Uh, yes in a fab situation is that you'll probably get more value out of spending $0 on the jets than $5 on the Broncos. Mm-hmm. So from that standpoint, I think that just because there's not this dramatic difference between the two defenses, maybe you want to go for the jets or at least put that claim in, in case you don't get the Broncos. I'll but go with that. that yeah, that, that's my take. All right. So the Broncos and jets are, are two that you can go with. And then Denny, what's the third one that, that we have this week?
0: Yeah. Uh, Arizona, uh, Trying to find my notes here, yes Okay, so the Arizona defense at Carolina I, I actually think that This is not a great like floor play at all um, But Carolina has turned it over Four times in three games With negative game scripts in, in week two Against the Bucks. The Panthers gave up five sacks And Teddy Bridgewater was under pressure all day uh, In that game The Arizona defense has done a pretty good job Getting after the, the passer I think this all hinges on Uh, on on game script as as per usual you know i I think that that's that's what we talk about every week here but the um if the panthers you know keep things neutral or or get some positive game script on their side uh, i think it could be a a rough day for the cardinals defense but you could do worse yeah
1: yeah i think so i think you could do worse uh at quarterback so chalky streaming quarterbacks have been ass this year sorry to the kids (laughs) <laughs> They've been bad. Like, yep. last week, everyone in the fantasy industry was into Gardner Minshew last week. Like, everyone. And he yep. pooped the bed, right? This week, the guy, and there's so many reasons for it, but the guy is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, mm-hmm. like Ryan Fitzpatrick is in the nut spot this week. He uh, is facing Seattle. Seattle, by the way, has given up just an unbelievable amount of receptions and yards to wide. I tweeted it earlier today. Uh, but an unreal amount of receptions and yards to wide receivers, and what I like about that for Miami is that they'll utilize Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, and and even Mike Kosicki, who's like a big slot receiver. So mm-hmm. I, I I like the matchup a lot, obviously. Um, but right now, Seattle's allowed 4.2 points uh, above expectation, or I guess I should say they've allowed below expectation. Right? Right. I. I it's always very confusing to talk about adjusted fantasy points. Um, it is. So so it's a plus matchup. They've given up the the worst adjusted net yards per attempt so far this season. They've allowed the second most fantasy points this season. Ryan Fitzpatrick has back-to-back uh, top 10 weeks, and there's a high over-under. It's a 54-point over-under. I mean, everything is setting up for a true, yeah. true DGAF gaff performance from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, it, I, I the only way, and I don't want to jinx this, but the only way, to me, Ryan Fitzpatrick does absolutely nothing in this game and doesn't give you like 15 fantasy points is if Seattle's up huge and they put in Tua.
0: That's right. That, That's that the is, fear.
1: That's the fear of this game.
0: That is, and, and yeah, I mean Russell is going to just destroy the Dolphins. Oh, he's defense.
1: gonna. He's gonna. Yeah, they're they're gonna score a touchdown on every drive.
0: It's yeah. He's he. I mean he's. I think he's on pace for 69 touchdowns this year.
1: Well, Yeah, it's, yeah, very nice. A very nice yeah, total. He, he, he right now, it's going to be in my 10 trends episode that's dropping tomorrow. But so on average, over the last, uh, since 2011, quarterbacks have averaged a touchdown pass on every 161 passing yards, okay? Russell Wilson right now is doing it on every 66 passing oh. yards, okay? Wow. Wilson right now, based on his yardage total, is outperforming touchdown expectation by over eight touchdowns in three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he he has like a thir- thirteen to fourteen tar- percent. I'm doing this off my dome right now, so I apologize. Yeah, he it's really not are. totally. He he has like a thirteen point four or seven percent touchdown rate, which, by the way, the the the, the highest in NFL history is nine point nine percent by Peyton Manning. So he's he's just breaking every. He's not gonna keep this up, but we know right now every year there is an outlier season at the quarterback position. It's so freaking obvious. That that outlier season is happening with Russell Wilson. So this is not a situation where we should just be like, oh, well his career average is a six point two percent touchdown mm-hmm. rate, so he's going to regress to the mean. No, Russell Wilson is a freak of nature. They're throwing the ball more. They have a, a pretty high neutral script pass rate. You gotta you gotta ride it. Like Russell Wilson is just dominating.
0: I think they have the highest neutral script pass rate. Yeah. So so if you
1: average. adjust, so the way that the way that there's smarter people like like Mike Leone for instance from established the run. Uh, you can you can uh adjust by situation, mm-hmm. uh, pass rates and stuff. So that's gonna be more detailed than just looking at if they're plus or minus six points, like within a six point margin in a game. So within a six point margin, they're not the best. But when you adjust in more details, so to your point, Denny, mm-hmm. they are the most pass heavy team in the NFL right now, which is unbelievable. It's a, it's a it's 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 everything that I wanted out of this season happening.
0: If Pete Carroll would have just listened to Fantasy Twitter five years ago. They could have, they could have had this for fi- the last five seasons, but no, no, no. Yeah. Um, ha- he had he had to establish, yeah. Uh, all right, I have uh, Baker Mayfield here at uh, Dallas. This game has a really high over under fifty five, which was shockingly high. But I guess all Dallas over unders are going to be pretty high, yeah. Because that defense, Cleveland has a twenty five point two five points implied total. Um, Dallas, of course, is the favorite, four-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, so uh, 68.5% of the yards gained against Dallas this year have come through the air. That's the ninth highest rate in the league. It's no shock if you saw what Russell Wilson did to them last, last week. Uh, only six defenses are allowing a higher yards per attempt uh, than Dallas. So I, I think the game environment is really good here for for Baker I, and I, I don't. I I actually really don't love the Browns' offense in general from a passing standpoint because they don't want to do it. Like it's like it's very clear. Like last week against Washington, they they could have done whatever they wanted to to, to Washington secondary, and they decided not to. They 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 established yeah. hard and often and the
1: Stefanski way.
0: Stefanski is just determined to to run run the ball. Uh, so. I guess the, the one downside with Mayfield against Dallas is if Cleveland actually gets out to a lead, um, his opportunity is certainly going to be limited. But I think we're, we're hoping for a back and forth thing. We're hoping for some negative scripts, uh, for the Browns. And, uh, but yeah, I, I fits, fits is the play, but you know, Mayfield's not too far behind.
1: Yeah. I like Mayfield this week. I also don't mind Kirk cousins. Um, you know, last week, uh, we saw him, they, they unleashed Justin Jefferson, and we saw Kirk Cousins look a little bit more competent than what we saw the first couple of weeks of the season. Uh, this is another game with a high 54.5 point over-under against Houston, uh, so we're trusting the process here, too. You know, we're, we're going with the high over-under game. Vikings are only four and a half point favorites, or, or under, I can't even remember, underdogs maybe. I, I think I meant underdogs. Yeah. Um, so... You know, don't look too far into what the Texans have done either to start the season because they faced Kansas City, where the offense was fine enough. I mean, the the offensive line was trash, but the mm-hmm. offense was fine enough. And then they get Baltimore and Pittsburgh, two of the best defenses in football. So you can't expect a whole lot. And they actually looked really good in the first half against Pittsburgh this past week. Um, so you know, I, I think that there's a chance that this game is is fairly high scoring, especially because of that 54 and a half point over under. Um, and then with Justin Jefferson and them using him a little bit more, I feel a little bit more confident. In Kirk Cousins, so I think that he would be my number three streamer this week of the guys that we're talking about.
0: uh There, the speaking of the Athletic, the the reporter for the Athletic who covers the Vikings, whose name I cannot remember right now, and I apologize for that. But he he came out and said the only way the Vikings are going to win some games this year is if they open it up, yeah, and and have Thielen and Jefferson as like the main cogs in their offense, and also also get Irv Smith involved. And uh, so so like stop trying to play like gritty, hard-nosed defense, stop trying to establish the run, like open it up. And and I I think that that's a very viable scenario. Like I think that that maybe could happen even with Mike Zimmer there, that 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 Minnesota defense is so banged up and so young and inexperienced and bad uh, that they're they're going to have to eventually give in. And I, I hope they do it this week.
1: Yeah, agreed. Then we have one more, one more yeah. quarterback.
0: Teddy Bridgewater, uh, and I think that he's he's more of a deeper play here. This game uh against the Cardinals has and I I realize that I'm talking about Teddy Bridgewater right after I talked about the Cardinals defense, but that's the way it goes sometimes. Uh this game has a fifty-four point over under. Like I said, Carolina's implied total is twenty-four point two five. So, you know, you could do worse process wise. Uh Arizona has allowed multiple touchdown passes in two of its three games this season's uh this season QB's have scored 22 16 and 21 points against the Cardinals Haskins of course was that that low number there in week 2 um, almost 60% of Carolina's plays this season have been dropped back that's the 11th highest rate uh, in the league uh you know so i i think again like game environment i think you know 54 point over under against you know, a Cardinals defense. It doesn't really scare anybody. Um, I I think Bridgewater probably is like a 14 team league starter.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. At tight end, we're basically going back to a lot of the same names because that's what the tight end position is right now. There's so few players that are getting usage consistently and the, the ownership or or the, the percent rostered, uh, is not changing that drastically. So we're going to the same guys basically each week. Mm -hmm. So, the first one that I want to talk about is Jordan Akins. I already t- we we just mentioned how Minnesota's defense is bad, uh, but Akins ranks in the top ten in routes run this year, and he's top twenty in target share at tight end mm-hmm. at the tight end position. He's a thirteen percent target share. Uh, again, that that over under is fifty four and a half points. Uh, Houston should be able to score points, so I like Akins. Actually, I think Akins is a pretty strong add this week. Um, you know, I'd probably give him like a maybe mid tight end two consideration. You know, overall sure. high high end tight end two maybe.
0: Makes sense. I mean, he has touchdown upside for sure. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: all right. This is our weekly mention of Logan Thomas, who, by the way, I, I talked about the uh, the great peripheral stats from Logan Thomas on the Monday podcast, which can be found, of course, on the LTS Patreon page. Wait, let me let me ask
1: you this, Denny. Would Logan Thomas be a top five tight end with Alex Smith?
0: That's nuts. I, that's what I said in, the, oh, really? in, in last night's podcast. Yeah. I hadn't uh, listened to it. Th- yeah, I, I I said with Alex Smith, he is a top five baby, a top three tight end because he is seeing so much opportunity. Uh, you know, he he ran the sixth most tight end routes last week on his way to seven targets. Of course, it didn't mean much. He caught three of them for like thirty something yards. But listen, to this only Evan Ingram, Zach Ertz, and Travis Kelsey have run more routes this year among tight ends. Uh, so he's out there and he should be. You know, I don't know. Regressing at some point to some some decent numbers, some decent fantasy numbers. Uh, I, I know it's hard to keep playing him, especially in a twelve-team league where you might have some waiver wire options. Um, but you know they're going to have to throw a lot, I think, against against Baltimore this week. And Baltimore is not a terrible uh, matchup for tight ends because yeah. um, you know their their corners usually uh, not last night, <laughs> but you yeah. their corners usually shut down opposing wide receivers you know Jordan Akins saw seven targets against uh against Baltimore uh caught I think yeah caught all seven of them for 55 yards uh Travis Kelsey had seven targets last night um against him so yeah I mean Logan Thomas is it's gonna happen you know just keep just stay patient
1: yeah uh by the way Patrick Mahomes was out of control last night
0: he he like he embarrassed Lamar
1: yeah, like, I, I love Russell—let let me ask you this. Like, I, I, I love Russell Wilson. Don't get me wrong. I, I think that Russ is going to end up being MVP because the narrative is so strong there right now. But Patrick Mahomes is, is, is number one, better, right? Yeah. But, but, but number two, like, I, I'm okay with saying that Mahomes is, is going to be a top two or three quarterback of all time, if not the best. Like, right now, I'm saying—and I don't even think that that's, like, controversial— I don't
0: think it's that I don't think that's hot at all. You know, yeah, I, that's, I think it's that's crazy.
1: Like, isn't that nuts though? Like, isn't that crazy yeah. that we can just say that so definitively?
0: I mean, in the middle of last season, I think we had a, a similar conversation where, I mean, I was I was just thinking I've never you know I've never seen anybody play like this. Like, uh, yeah. you know, no, it's not it's not even close. Like he he does things. He's so smart. You yeah. know, I mean, you know, Russell Wilson's incredibly smart. Uh, Lamar Jackson is too. But but the, he just he like never like makes a mental error, and on top of that, he's the most physically gifted thrower in the history of the game. So
1: yeah, like like Patrick Mahomes has never had a bad game. He's never had a bad game, and it's it's insane yeah. because like you have Lamar Jackson do what he did uh, in, in that game against Kansas City. Lamar Jackson was trash last night. Like he was not <laughs> good last night. Uh Oof. but but like that happens, right? There's gonna be bad games. For, Patrick Mahomes, that doesn't happen for him. Mm-mm. He, he no, doesn't, doesn't have, he does not have bad games. Like, it's 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 just mind-blowing to me that someone could be in that peak, like, all the time. He's just always in, like, a flow state or something. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Can we talk just briefly about why Lamar couldn't outrun defensive linemen last night? What, what was happening with that? Yeah, there was, I, he, I was like just, the, he was just, he was off Chiefs... all night. I mean, yeah. but the, I, I'm like, you know, he would he would get flushed out of the pocket. And I'm like, oh, OK, like, here we go. Here's 10 yards rushing and then he would get tracked down. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Is he hurt? I just feel yeah. like he might have been hurt.
1: It was weird. Good thing you guys uh, didn't take him, uh, you know, early in your draft this year. Just just throwing that out there. I feel yeah. really good about the take also because I, I said I talked about on my podcast a lot throughout the offseason that this was the most efficient quarterback market that we've ever seen, mm-hmm. like in terms of ADP. And, and we're seeing that come to fruition right now with Dak and uh, Russ, obviously Kyler uh, Deshaun's been not great yet, but he's had a tough schedule, Josh Allen, right? I have, I have so much Josh Allen just because people, by the way, I, again, I can't say uh, just Allen because it's impossible no. while you're podcasting. Uh, but I have a ton of Josh Allen because people just were not buying into it. And people were drafting like Carson Wentz over him in some leagues. and, but like it just seemed like such an efficient quarterback market this year that it was a little bit easier to to get uh you know eighth, ninth, tenth round quarterback as opposed to just waiting forever.
0: It's it's kind of I, I do have a lot of Josh Allen exposure too. And it's it's a little bit embarrassing because I'm like I took him like, okay, well he has the rushing floor. That's all I care about. And now he's running yeah, right. the world on fire <laughs> through the air. And I'm like, yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's why I took him. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, um, uh, I have Dalton Schultz. By the way, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, talk. Yeah, by, by the yeah. way,
1: we are talking about streamers.
0: Yeah, talk about Dalton Schultz. I like Dalton Schultz. I do. I do too. Uh, I wrote him up for World. Of World work for there now. Uh, he's so uh, six tight ends have run more pass routes than Schultz. Uh, uh, la, or last week against Seattle, um, in week two only seven tight ends ran more routes than Schultz. Um, he's basically he's a mainstay in a in a high powered fast-paced offense that averages a league-high 76.7 offensive snaps uh, per game. I mean, and this is a guy he just plucked off the waiver wire um, out of obscurity two weeks ago. Uh, So he has 16 targets over those two starts. He gets Cleveland this week. Uh, Nearly 26% of targets this year have gone against, uh, I'm sorry, against the Browns have gone to tight ends. That's the fifth highest rate in the league. Um, Only the Saints and Falcons. Have uh, given up more tight end receptions than the Browns. And, you know, this game is potentially very high scoring. We talked about the over under. So that's part of the hashtag process as well. I I like Schultz. Gosh, I, I had to say, I might like Schultz over Logan Thomas this week.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I think that he's both safer and has the higher ceiling. Um, I like Eric Ebron this week, Denny. You uh, do? Yeah. I mean, hopefully they play a game. But yeah, I like Eric Ebron. He had a 20% target share last week. We've now seen that increase week over week. Potentially no Deontay Johnson, depending on that concussion. Mm. I don't know what that's going to look like. Um, and Tennessee's been pretty bad against tight ends to start the year. Their top five worst and adjusted points allowed to the position. Noah Fant week one, tight end three. Tyler Eifert week two, tight end 13. Kyle Rudolph week three, tight end 16. Each of them scored touchdowns, but they were at least involved in some way. Um, and I, I just I just think that the matchup's right. So, you know, I would put Akins, Thomas, and, and uh, Dalton Schultz ahead of Eric Ebron mm-hmm. this week. But I think that he's fine enough. You know, you're you're basically hoping for a touchdown with a lot of these guys, and I, I think that he has just as much touchdown potential as any of the other players.
0: You know what you're going to get? You're going to get Ebron, but what about the drops? Yeah, exactly. What about yeah. the
1: drop? We can't have drops.
0: Drops don't matter, guys. Yeah.
1: And how amazing is it that Eric Ebron went from being a guy who never scored touchdowns to being the guy that's known for scoring the, touchdowns? Yes.
0: Oh, it's beautiful.
1: All right. You have one more, don't you?
0: Oh, I do? <laughs> This do is you a, not? This, I God, yes. Yeah, I, we have
1: like we we have two deep plays here that we'll that we'll talk about. They're unfo- in the same game, actually. Yeah,
0: unfortunately, Drew Sample still fits the process. Um, he does. He does. Yeah, and it, there's nothing we can do about it. So we we are going to talk about him as a deeper play, folks. Okay. Uh, I think T Higgins is basically the tight Hell end. Hell yeah, there. he
1: is. I well, no, he's 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 their number one. He's he's going to be their number one wide receiver. Well, yeah, Higgins's.
0: right. But I mean, he, he seems to be operating in that in, in so, sort of that role, that like huge wide receiver role. But anyway, Drew Sample was out there a lot. He was doing a lot of exercising, running around uh, last week against the Eagles. He ran 33 routes last week. That's the ninth most among tight ends. The bad news, he was targeted once. And like JJ said earlier, he caught that one for one yard. Um, the the matchup is, is pretty good. Uh, Jacksonville has allowed 19 targets to tight ends through three weeks. The Titans, uh, t- sorry, Titans tight ends caught eight passes versus jacksonville two weeks ago uh and jacksonville linebackers are some of the league's worst in pass coverage uh you know if sample continues running a good number of routes i think he's viable as as a as a deeper play and you know joe burrow seems like a really great play this week against a terrible jags secondary so maybe maybe that trickles down uh to to sample
1: yeah, and then in that same game, I'm going with the revenge game narrative. Tyler Eifert facing his old team. He's going to destroy them, own those libs. Uh, <laughs> he loves to do that. He, he he ranks 16th in the league in routes run. He has about a 10% target share. I mean, this is not a great play by any means. Um, But you got the revenge game narrative. He's mm-hmm. a deep play for me. I think there could be, you know, I think you could see maybe four or five targets in this game.
0: They're going to try like hell to get him a touchdown. Oh, yeah. That's oh, for yeah. sure.
1: Uh, so, to recap, Logan Thomas, Drew Sample, who's a deeper play. Uh, Dalton Schultz, Tyler Eifert, who's a deeper play. Eric Ebron, Jordan Aikens, Teddy Bridgewater, who's a deeper play. Baker Mayfield, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Arizona Cardinals. And then we both like uh, both of the defenses playing on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And and just, I mean, I, I'm going to – because I, I love live, live tweeting Island games. I love oh. just throwing – there's so much interaction to be had during Island games. Uh, I am absolutely going to – be having a field day during that
0: game. I'm going to make 500 single-game contests, <laughs> contest lineups <laughs> for that
1: game. Uh, the first question from Twitter is from at Charles underscore sword. How's the homeschooling slash daycare going after the 15th straight day? I'm starting to think these practice fire drills are just an excuse to get me and my daughter out of the house around the time the mailman shows up.
0: Oh, I, uh, that is, that's that's tough. I, it's same, but same. You know that. Yeah, right. Sure. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm told to go on a walk every day when the mail comes. I don't know why.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I mean, how, how are things going for you? I know that you have your, you still have your kids home, right?
0: So yeah, I have taught Xavier how to hashtag log on by himself, by his damn self. Uh, And that, that's been helpful. That's been very helpful. He, he is now able, so he, they do zoom and, and of course zoom is terrible and it, it's constantly crashing Um, and instead of coming to me or Melissa every day, he can just go back to the link, open it up, log on. He's back in class. So that's been helpful. Uh, Mm -hmm. mostly it's the snacks. JJ, when I tell you that, 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 that Xavier needs 15 snacks a day, I actually mean 15 snacks.
1: The snacks are ridiculous. Avery, Avery needs, is asking for snacks all the time, but I can't imagine having, how old is he now? Seven, seven. Yeah. Yeah having a seven-year-old needing snacks all day yeah and and, and, and i'm like i'm like
0: can you eat some protein or something like can you like fill your stomach (laughs) please
1: right right yeah i i get uh you know i'll be working so i have her in the morning and then my wife gets her in the afternoon avery and we're working while we have her but like we're you know trying to keep her out we have like stuff that she can play with and do and like Mm -hmm. activities that aren't just like the ipad but sometimes she'll be watching the (laughs) ipad while i'm working and she'll just look up and she'll just go daddy cracker or, or, or daddy more milk and it's like like just constantly there's just it's just always something and i i feel bad but i would say overall things are going better than i expected mm-hmm. for for football season um but yeah we still have her also uh out of daycare
0: yeah i mean they're, they're, my kids are not going back to school this year probably yeah
1: uh next question is from at grissom on the run uh, NASA is, is re engineering their space toilets to make it easier for women a- astronauts uh, so that when astronauts have to go, they can boldly go. So, and this is all in cap boldly go is all in caps. And then he says, What is boldly go and what does it mean to you guys? Examples slash scenarios encouraged. Thanks for your great work. So, I- I'm assuming. So, how, how, how would you take the boldly go? Uh, phrase because i i take it as um you know you have privacy and you can feel confident that you can you you have that privacy and you can mm-hmm. just do your business that's that's the way I take it
0: well okay, and and i apologize if this goes without saying i'm I'm a little confused here but the it's it's a play on on that on that phrase boldly go where no man has gone before.
1: Yeah, I would assume so. Okay.
0: All right. So, or, or, or I guess now we're talking about Boldly Go where no person has gone before. I, you know, and, and we, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what this means. Well, I, I
1: don't know. I don't know why there needs, like, is there, is this like an advertising campaign for their toilets?
0: Oh, oh okay. I don't okay. know. I don't,
1: I don't know, Denny. I don't know. We probably sound like morons right now.
0: Yeah, we absolutely do. But Boldly Go can sponsor LTS anytime it wants.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think this is a situation where it's like you know, like there's like we're talking about like fiber being involved and you being able to to go well. I think it's about being you know boldly going.
0: Uh, is he asking us if we've ever like gone to the bathroom somewhere risky?
1: Well, it says, what is, what is boldly go? And what does it mean to you guys? Examples slash scenarios encouraged. Thanks for your great work. I think boldly go to me means like, okay, I'm in this really crappy situation right now where I have to take a a dump and I'm in a, a, a place that doesn't seem very clean or something. And, and, but, but I get this like, this reinforcement and encouragement that I can boldly go because yeah. it's, it's clean. It's fine. It's good. Mm-hmm. You can boldly go in this location.
0: Okay. Okay. I, I I'll go with that. Yeah. So you can, you know, floating in a, in a tin can up in space, yeah. you know, you can, you can boldly go.
1: Yeah. Uh, the next one's at mana underscore dork. My toddler is obsessed with trucks and literally will watch slash play slash talk about them all day. What things did your kids obsess over and how annoying was it? Well, mine are currently i mean i I, avery's only now like learning things that she likes and stuff Mm because she's you know a little over two but uh are there are there phases phases that your kids have gone through
0: yes uh i mean i've talked about the minecraft phase Um, oh yeah yeah it is difficult (laughs) to hear 10 minute explanations of exactly how structures are built but the thing is i don't want to discourage it because he's really good at it and he's like advanced in 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 a way i mean i guess as advanced maybe as you can be as a seven-year-old playing minecraft but it's so it's impressive in that way and i don't want to discourage it but when you when you have no idea you know it's like when i talk to melissa about fantasy football mm-hmm. she doesn't she doesn't care she you know what, right. what does she what does she care so so It's it's that it's that similar feeling, but oh my god, I have to. I honestly, I spend probably cumulatively like 90 minutes every day listening to my son talk about Minecraft, and I would literally pay for it to stop. Why? Do, are are you playing? Do you the, ever play? No, no, God, he I should play. I have no idea what what any of it means. I don't know what to do. I don't even get the point. The, what is the point of that game? You know what? Tell
1: tells Xavier. Tell, I've never played before, but tell Xavier that that once once this is all over, once the pandemic's over, that Uncle JJ is going to come and play with him.
0: Yeah, he asks every adult he sees. Yeah, like I'll like play. Do, I'll play with him, and he he really wants me to play, which I feel kind of bad about. But I'm you know what? When I was growing up, video games had a point. And I, I, need, I need to have a point. This has Okay, no
1: point. so, yeah, yeah. Cause so, like, so, like, did you ever play... I guess, I mean, yeah, I've never played Minecraft, but I know the general idea behind it and stuff and what people do in it. And it's different than, like, even The Sims, right? Because at least with The Sims... Did you ever play The Sims? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So, at least with The Sims, you could do things... Like, you could you could get careers and you could yeah. build families and make your house bigger and, and have, like, a, you know, get money uh, and so on. But with this, it's literally you're just building stuff, right?
0: Yeah, you're you're building um you can be in a mode where no, nothing attacks you there's no danger so I, I just i don't get it like there's no end point uh there's no goal you know there's no end goal there there's no beating the game yeah. i i um i just i cannot like switch my brain into that mindset I, I i guess you know in fantasy football there is no end goal and there there is no end of the game so maybe that's
1: you need, to, you need to just stick to, to 1995 video games.
0: That's right. That I mean, even before that, honestly, most of my Nintendo games in the basement are from the 80s. Yeah.
1: Uh, next question is from at Swervin Swervin. Swervin Shervin Shervin. Yeah. Uh, on a scale, it says one a scale of Pumpkin Spice. Uh, sorry, but that's on a scale of Pumpkin Spice to uh-huh. Pumpkin Spice IPA. I'm just kidding. He had a typo and I'm just making fun uh, of it. Okay. That. Uh, how gross? So on on a scale of pumpkin spice to pumpkin spice IPA, okay. How gross is the Rams' backfield going to be when Cam Akers returns? I'm worried the one zero RB hit I had won't pay off anymore, which I'm assuming is Daryl Henderson.
0: Just just live it up now. Enjoy it, enjoy it while it lasts. You know.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, just enjoy it and wait for more injuries yeah, to happen and kind of go from there. Yeah, yeah.
0: You 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 got Henderson for pretty much nothing probably off the waiver wire right i mean because he what he was
1: I, I i personally drafted henderson in a lot of spots dennis carter
0: in best ball or
1: no and and i i, I was into henderson this year uh I, it was one of my very few good running back calls in in like the late rounds but i was into henderson okay. i was into henderson okay. but but you're right
0: you got late uh
1: yeah oh yeah Especially at the end because he was injured.
0: That's that's right. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Towards towards the end of August and into and into September,
0: yeah, he was free. Yeah, yeah, I I was in a lot of twelve team drafts where he was not uh, drafted. Yeah, yeah. So you're right. You know, you you that's the thing about zero RB, which uh, obviously is a disaster for me in the Apex Raiders League. But I don't want to talk about that. My Uh, team.
1: I had a bad week too this week, Denny. So I'm with you. I'm four and two now.
0: I'm I'm and six, man. (laughs) <laughs> I'm never gonna. I'm not gonna win a game this year. I'm, not, I, I'm trying to tell you this, and no one's listening. And I'm saying I cannot win a game this year with the way my <laughs> roster is. I, I went zero RB, and now I have zero wide receivers. So that. Okay.
1: Oh wow. Okay. Well, maybe we can talk trade after this. We'll figure something out.
0: Oh sweet Jesus. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, but yeah. So so just yeah. Write it out, and just be grateful you have a few games with Henderson as the as the uh, lone uh, backfield guy getter. Backfield. This next
1: one, this this next question I laughed <laughs> at a little bit. Uh this is from at the Zach Abides. The streamers or Lamar Jackson? Oh. That's where we're at. No, it's not really where we're no, at. No, we're not. We're, we're, not. We're, 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 playing, we're playing Lamar Jackson. Uh next question. At B Glace. While acknowledging many coaches are fairly sharp in some regard to get where they are, uh, does it also seem like high gym teachers sneak through? And why is that Adam Gase?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Adam Gase is just a product of Peyton Manning.
1: Adam, right. there's there's no one, I think, in, in football that annoys me more than Adam Gase.
0: There are so many qualified uh, offensive coordinators and defensive right. coordinators who would clearly make a better coach than Gase, and yet he holds on to these jobs year after year. And if, if he's not fired at some point this year, uh, it'll be the biggest upset in the history of the league. I, I, I cannot imagine how the team can go on like this.
1: He, he's gonna get fired after Thursday night. Okay. That's 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 my prediction. They're gonna lose and he's gonna get fired.
0: He can never be a coach again. I mean he never a head
1: coach, never. Right? It's it's unreal how many offensive players have thrived after being with Adam Gase. It's mm. it's unbelievable. Like it, it it's just How do you feel good about what you're doing if that's happening? Aside from the fact that you're sitting on millions and millions of dollars,
0: I think Tannehill. The Tannehill thing was the most like glaring of an example because Tannehill looked like maybe on his way out of the league at some point (laughs) under Gates. You know, like you could you could definitely under Gates you could have envisioned a scenario where Tannehill is not in the NFL or is like a third stringer for for somebody. Yeah. Now and then he goes on to have one of the best, most efficient runs. At quarterback in history, yeah. When he gets it, out from Gase,
1: yeah. It, it's it's absolutely like it, it just it's insane. And and how do you how do you properly judge Sam Darnold right now? Like how how can you how can you? He has yeah. easily probably. I mean, can you think of a worse situation that since analyzing this game? No. Uh, than 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 that a quarterback has had outside of Sam Darnold what he has right now he has to have the worst situation we've ever seen
0: I think Darnold is good and if he cannot be broken by this experience I think he will end up to be just fantasy wise I think he'll end up being like like a really fun productive fantasy yeah
1: yeah I mean he's got like a a Jameis attitude towards towards his game which is fun it's really fun for fantasy but like I mean he's throwing the ball to Braxton Berrios and Chris Hogan. Like what how do you expect and, and people are out on Twitter trashing this guy? Like guys, oh. like put put any sort of context around this. He has the worst coach in the league, the worst weapons in the league and a bad offensive line. What the heck do you want this guy to do? What do we, you want him to do?
0: We should say that he's not throwing to Chris Hogan so much as Chris Hogan is doing wind sprints on every yeah, exactly. on every offensive <laughs> snap. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: This next question is from at snarkus underscore Aurelius. Which pronunciation is a better example of being right while still being wrong? Pronouncing it Clyde Edwards Elair, or are they ga? Oh, Arthega Whiteside. Arthega. Yeah, the way that it's the way it's hyphenated is very hard to say like that. But yes, Arthega instead of Arsega. Right. Uh, Have we moved past the Brett Favre era? Where we uh can pronounce a player's name incorrectly for so long that it becomes right,
0: well, we not, we didn't mispronounce it.
1: no, 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 I think Far. it's more so right, but I think, yeah, yeah, I don't know whoever said uh favre,
0: no one ever said Favre uh, that was Ben Stiller in uh, that movie, yeah,
1: yeah, like it's not it's not a real thing though that people would say, but maybe maybe if we just think the era itself, yeah. back in the day, where people could just say whatever they wanted and it it didn't really matter, but I, I would say by the way. If you Google Clyde Edwards Alaire pronunciation, a video. You know, there's like like robot videos. You know, like 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 bots make these videos, and they like you know they they like sometimes will read an article like a robot voice will read mm-hmm. an article and turn it into a video. Well, there's one that pulled random clips, like six or seven random clips of reporters and videos online saying Clyde Edwards Alaire's name, so that people could hear it. Uh-huh. One one of my videos is in this video. Really. Yeah, one of my draft videos when he was drafted. So what I've done when I've yeah. talked about Clyde Edwards-Alaire is that E, it, it, it is a a long E like that to pronounce it. Like, that's that's the way that it, that he pronounces his name, right? But when you say it quickly, you can get past that. So what I've done is I say Clyde Edwards-Alaire, right? Where it's yeah, very quick. Okay. But but last night, I think it was Louis Riddick who kept saying E-Alaire, right? Was it, no, was it Riddick no, or was no, it no, Steve Levy? Levy. Steve Levy. Levy. Yeah, yeah, okay. We- I should have known cuz Lewis Riddick is is a is a pit grad and he's amazing. Uh so but but Steve Levy, Steve Levy kept saying like stressing the e as much as he possibly could. e Yeah, Hilaire. like it was it was very very intense during
0: that broadcast. Oh my god, every time the guy touched the ball, Steve Levy had to say his name 3 times and Edwards E-lair goes to the sideline and Edwards E-lair is tackled there. What? When we talk about great rookies, we're talking about Edwards E Lair. Oh, my what? God. What do you think? What do you think of the the Monday Night Booth? I like. it. I have no complaints. I, I mean, besides you know, besides E Lair, I mean, I do. I do have a major issue with the way Levy was was pronouncing his name. It was it was a, a day ruiner for me. But I, I was telling uh, Andy Barons on Twitter yesterday that I agreed with his take. That I don't have any complaints about that booth. I think they're pretty good.
1: Low key, Lewis Riddick is is better at analyzing the game in the booth than Tony Romo is. Like like low key. If you listen to what he said, it's
0: he's very, very, very good. What happened? Yeah, no, I I I see what you're saying, but what happened with the Romo thing where he was like calling out plays before they happen? He doesn't do that anymore.
1: Yeah, he doesn't do that as much. I think that he just you know, it's it's like if you get a hole in one, you just quit golf. I think that you know he was he was just he was riding high, so he just wanted to end it. I, it end it me, on the high It makes note. me
0: wonder if CBS was like, okay, look, I, we don't want we don't want that. Like yeah, we don't. he does it,
1: He still he still does it sometimes where he's like seeing, but it's it when he first started. It, it was like every play. Like
0: he, all the time. He would call he would like call like a double reverse and it would happen. <laughs> yeah. Like how? How did he uh, uh anyway, yeah. I I yeah, yeah, Riddick is good. I did like how uh Patrick Mahomes' mom was furious <laughs> with yeah, Riddick for really saying good. Pat Pat Mahomes. Yeah. But who does I'm sorry, but who says Pat Mahomes?
1: Yeah, true, true. I, I've never said that. I mean, and, at home, so. but he
0: he took it in stride.
1: He, he took did, it in stride. Look, I'm a I'm a big I'm a big uh, Louis Riddick uh, truther, truther. Yeah. You are. So I need you a, are. he's a he's a pit guy. <laughs> he, mu- mutual follow on Twitter. Oh, so okay. I I gotta I gotta I gotta talk him up a little bit.
0: My one complaint about your your BFF Louis Riddick is his uh, you know rushing rushing attempts uh, equal wins. Yeah. Take. You know, yeah, where, he'll
1: he'll he'll, talk, he'll he'll be a he'll be a running back truther at times.
0: Yeah. Like the whole thing about like when when Todd Gurley saw 20 carries for L.A., they won every time. And, and that. that there's, but
1: there's others that are worse. Like Bucky Brooks is the worst at that.
0: Yes, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But yeah, but, I, every but time yes. I see that take, I, I actually die a little bit inside.
1: Uh. All right. So let's go to this next question it's from at floor guitar. What hobbies do you guys have that would surprise us? I don't even know what some of Denny's hobbies are to be honest with you. So I would love to hear this answer.
0: Uh, I mean, you guys know my hobby. My ho- my hobby's fantasy football. Like that's Is that it? it's it's an all-consuming hobby. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I I I get into other things like like media-wise. Like I get like super into
1: true. You yeah. know,
0: certain kind of you know horror movies. Uh, you know, shows like Twin Peaks um certain kinds of books horror books trying to think of what else uh the horror the horror stuff the horror horror stuff
1: is definitely uh like a a good answer and like a go-to answer it seems like yeah yeah i don't know if that that would be how you would describe it yeah
0: i think it's a hobby though i i play a lot of softball in the summer yeah there you go there you go how about you um
1: i would say that none would surprise you i play video games though like I still, mm-hmm. I have, so I have a close group of, of high school buddies that I'm still tight with, you know, my best friends and there's seven of us and two of them don't play, but five of us do. And so we hop online like multiple times a week and we, you know, just nice. shoot the shit and play video games.
0: Um, I do. I also build little ships and bottles. No, <laughs> you don't do that. <laughs> I the look on your face. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like I was like, I know that
0: I know those things. I know what you're talking. About. Oh man, I don't have the patience for that shit. Are you kidding me? I was gonna say, that's like the least deadly activity of all time. I, I would break the bottle within ten seconds of trying to put it together. Uh this next
1: question is uh from we gotta skip a little bit because we are I guess yeah. we're we have we have some time. This next one's from at Drake Sow. Uh why do you guys say at the quarterback position when you could just say
0: at quarterback? We're vamp. We're trying to give, you know, our brains are trying to give us time to think. That's that's what yeah. happens when you're when you're talking, you're looking for fill in words so yep. that you can continue being ahead of the thought. You know, being ahead. Yep. You know, and and like like JJ said, that's why we'd say uh, player's full name. Yeah, you know? and because it gives us that little bit extra to just to just not stumble over the next word.
1: I I would be I would love for people to because like. There are people in media, like not just sports media, but media in general, where they go on TV or they do interviews or whatever and they're talking a lot. And I'm just blown away by how good they are at talk. Like anyone that's yep. ever been a sports center anchor, for instance, they're they're unbelievable. Like the 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 sports center anchors, especially back in the day, like Stuart Scott, for instance, like unreal the way his mind could just go and there's no stumbling over words it's
0: just it's incredible super sharp uh field yates field yates uh, yes amazing. yes me. I, I me too i watched uh particularly uh, the one thing i'm thinking of is when he see that word particularly that's a fill-in word i don't i never say that in like real life uh but, but i watched him host the marathon the espn fantasy football marathon and that guy just was rattling off stats names going back and forth to different correspondents to different analysts without stumbling once and i'm thinking if i'm if i was in that chair right now i would be mumbling through every third word and like yeah. and like saying um 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 um, um. and and this guy's just a machine field is amazing
1: oh he's absolutely amazing i, I like I mean, throughout this, this is why I podcast, by the way, is that I, I like the casual nature of it because I stumble over my words all the time because my brain is just going way too fast. If you guys uh, listen to my my start sick Q&A Sunday mornings over on the FanDuel YouTube channel, uh, I, I'm i answering, I, I want to count someday, but I think in a half hour, I'm answering like 350 start sick questions. It's just like this fast paced, rapid fire, go at it. My brain is completely fried at the end of it. Oh, like sure. just- just you're just done like you're just checked out mentally you're ready for games to start whatever um, so that's but th- what I'm trying to say here is is that you're totally right Denny. you' we're, we're using these extra words as filler so that we don't stumble and that we're able to to continue going and moving like when I'm answering the start sick questions I'm answering questions while reading the next question you yep. know and so it's a very you know it's a, it's a difficult thing to do but I'm saying this in a completely you know, humble way, because I know that I am not at all like the people on TV, like you said, like field, like these people are so unbelievably Mm. good and professional that that's not, that's not me. Like, that's just not me. I'm not going to be that person. I know that I'm not that person and I'm always in awe of those people Yeah, because they're so incredibly impressive. It's unbelievable to me.
0: I actually had, uh, experience where i I caught myself using the term in that regard which i I, I mm. don't love that phrase honestly it's not my favorite phrase but I, I used it to buy myself some time to think while talking to Josh Norris on the roto world uh Sunday recap podcast and yeah. and I said I said something about a quarterback in that regard and I thought who are you right now <laughs> saying yeah. in that in that regard
1: I, uh, I also noticed, like, I'm exhausted right now as we're talking. I'm just so tired right now. I just haven't gotten good sleep the last couple of nights. And uh, I, and be, as a result, right now I'm stumbling. But, like, it's amazing how that changes when you are tired and exhausted versus mm-hmm. just having a lot of energy. It's a lot easier for me to to not stumble and go through things and, and so on as opposed to, to being exhausted. And that's what football season does to us. And we record this on Tuesday and early in the week. As a fantasy football analyst, it's a lot more difficult uh, to record things and do things than late in the week.
0: The grind is unbelievable. Yeah, it is. It is rough.
1: Uh, next question at a one five five two seven eight zero. I don't mean to get political here, mm. but can but can you use chopsticks?
0: <laughs> That's good. Uh, uh, no, I uh, I can't.
1: Really, you can't.
0: Oh, I think it comes down to having patience uh, to learn it, yeah. And I and I, and I do not, I lack that. So and also, I just I want to eat, you know, and I, I don't. I, I want to eat a, a large portion of my Chinese food, yeah. uh, immediately. And yeah. so I I grab the fork and I go after it.
1: Yeah, I'm not as good with like rice, but I I eat with chopsticks. Like if I get sushi or something, like I'll eat I'll eat with chopsticks and
0: and kill it. Do you eat sushi? I do. I, uh, oh, no, that's uh, kind of surprising to me. It is. It is yeah, definitely my, my my very white taste buds have gotten used to things like sushi. Uh, not the raw stuff, though.
1: Oh, you don't eat the raw. no 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 raw sushi. Nope. Oh, okay. Well, then you don't really eat sushi.
0: Oh, <laughs> you're such a hipster.
1: <laughs> I am a sushi sushi person. Uh, last question. This is from our our a friend of the show at FB Injury Doc how did you two meet in the first place? A meat raffle, Arby's, stuffed in the same locker in high school? <laughs> Whoa. And then, and then in parentheses says, get it, you're analytics nerds. Uh, but And then he says, but really what's the origin story? We've, we've talked about this a few times on the show, but I guess we'll we'll rehash it as the last question on today's episode. Um, Denny, I, I, I remember this vividly. Denny was, this is in 2012. Yeah. Uh, Denny was covering a fantasy football conference, I think in New Jersey. Yeah. Right. And it, and Michael Vick was there cause yes. Michael Vick was very relevant in fantasy. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was following Denny's coverage of this <laughs> and, uh, I just randomly started, we I started following as, him as a result of that. And then a couple months later, a few months later, cause we had conversed a little bit and we knew that we had like similar ideas about like streaming and stuff. And I remember I wanted to start a podcast, um, about streaming and I talked to Denny about it. I think Denny was the one who came up with living the stream the name. But I, think you're I emailed right. I emailed. Yeah, he'll will take the credit for it. But I emailed Denny. I was like, "Hey, we don't know each other, but do you want to do a podcast?" <laughs> and Denny's like, "Sure." And the rest is history.
0: You know, I think uh, I I had written a series tracking my streaming experiments.
1: Yeah, I think called, so too. Called
0: like the Frankenstein streamer or something. Yeah. And yeah. it was like a bunch of terrible quarterbacks like Flacco and everything no offense um but (laughs) by the way you're looking you're looking very Flacco-ish today
1: but well Avery took the Flacco head that came off that little doll and she took it off the the, my my uh my bookshelf behind me today And she looks at it and she goes, she goes, hi daddy. (laughs) And then I, and then I go, wait, is that daddy? And then she looks at it again and she goes, no, not daddy. And I said, that's Joe Flacco. And she just goes, Joe Flacco. So now she knows that it's Flacco. (laughs) Anyway, go
0: ahead. Yeah, no, I, I, that's, that's the way I remember it too. Uh, I remember being so nervous during our first podcast that I could barely, uh, like speak without, without like the, the trembling voice, you know? Yeah. And then my, but my, my friend Pat, Uh, help me calm down seriously, he said, you know, you sound a little nervous. He said, for the next episode, just remember the following. No one is listening. Yeah. (laughs) He said, no one. And still to
1: this this day. To this day. He
0: said, no one cares. He said, not even your mother is going to listen to this podcast. So just (laughs) relax and just talk football. And that really helped a lot.
1: Yeah, we uh we and we started the people who were there from the beginning. You guys might remember that we had uh, uh '90s and '80s uh, theme songs as yes. the intro music for. Because I had a dream about it once, and I like messaged any. I was like, I'm just gonna put these intro themes into the theme of the song in the intro of the song. And so we had like Full House one episode, uh, Family Matters one episode, and then finally we went to Fiverr and we got the 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 current intro. Which, by the way, guys, just so everyone knows, I went back to Fiverr maybe a year ago. And that guy is no longer on Fiverr, mm. so I have no. We need like we need like some investigative, uh, you know, <laughs> o- online investigators to go on and, and try to find this guy, and then we can bring him on the podcast and talk to him and make him because right now, as you guys know, the outro of this episode of this podcast still says go to late round for like more fantasy information yeah. or whatever. Uh, for more fantasy football, it, I don't remember what it. Maybe Check should, out late round QB.com. I don't, I just throw in the audio file now. I don't even listen to the outro. Um, <laughs> but anyway, anyway, I tried to find him and he does not exist anymore.
0: Oh man, yeah, that would have yeah. been cool. That would have been cool to have him on, but yeah, yeah uh, w- what is that? What is the site right now? What is the new site?
1: Live the stream ff.com. Yes,
0: and and uh, I actually had someone message me, he's overseas, and he was asking. I can't, you know, I can't download. Can I, can I stream it? You can stream the podcast on that, on that site.
1: Yeah, you can, you can click it and it'll, it's right there. The The MP3 file is is right there for you to listen to. So um, it still is fed through late round um, mm. But because that's where our, our RSS feed comes through, comes from. But um, it is also on live the stream FF.com. That's where you can actually listen to it and get all of the links to where you can find the podcast. That sounds go. like a great way to end the show, by the way. It,
0: it does. I think, I think that's a natural wrapping up point. Do we have a, a
1: tilt montage this
0: week? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, somewhat uh, you know brief, um, but uh, I was in a state on Sunday, so I think it, it worked out okay.
1: All right. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We will catch you guys next week.
0: We're sorry. The number you have dialed is not in service at this time. It's 2.22 in the only legitimate time zone on planet Earth, the Eastern time zone. Uh, and we are witnessing franchise player Rex Burkhead establish himself as, you know, what I kind of thought James White might be this season. Of course, you know, James White uh, dealing with a, un, an unspeakable family tragedy. This is not really about him. It's just about how the Patriots can really make anybody look good. And uh, Burkhead just scored a touchdown in the red zone from on a screen pass from... Oh, hey, look, at Will, Will Fuller scored. Uh, I didn't know that was possible. I didn't know that, that they still allowed Will Fuller to do good things. I assumed that he was going to go the rest of the season without scoring another single damn fantasy point. It's nice to see I was wrong. I mean, that might be it right there. That touchdown, short touchdown against Pittsburgh... Uh, that might, that might be it for his production this season. I, I think that that's probably the case, but it was nice that he got that one catch, uh, for the remainder of the season. So he, he kind of stumbled into 20 fantasy points on opening night. Uh, he was wandering around the sidelines aimlessly on, in week two, catches a touchdown here and that, and that's it. And that's going to be it there. So, uh, nice to see. Good to see. I, I want to repeat something about, about Thursday night, by the way, the, the Dolphins-Jags game. The process for playing Minshew was impeccable. It, it wasn't borderline. It wasn't just okay. It wasn't passable. It was incredible. The best process you could possibly have. That, that, and, you know, Not to be exaggerative, but it was. You couldn't have better process after DJ Chark was declared out with a chest injury, I went and I checked to see uh, if it affected the over-under for the game and specifically the implied total for Jacksonville. And, and, And here's the thing. It did not. And actually, it had a positive effect. It added one point to the implied total of both teams. I think that might have something to do more with the Dolphins losing Byron Jones, their top cornerback, uh, before the game, a few hours before the game. Maybe it had to do with that. But over the course of the week, I, I, and I'm, not, I'm never going to let, let this die, okay? Because it, it's truly one of the most tilting things I've ever experienced. Over the course of the week, that Jacksonville-Miami game gained five and a half Points. The over/under went up by five and a half points. That that's that's the kind of thing where uh, a quarter a starting quarterback who is not expected to play is active and starting and then, and and then that kind of movement happens. But we didn't see that. We didn't see that. It was just it was just you know Chark and Byron Jones and that's it. And five and a half points over the course of the week. Minshew home favorite his team had an amazing uh implied total i'm looking it up right now of 26 points 26 points he threw for 275 yards Uh, what i'm saying is that it's all chris conley's fault i mean chris conley obviously played the worst game uh any nfl receiver has ever played you could look far and wide through the through the archives of NFL history you're never ever going to see a worse performance than Chris Conley on on Thursday night against the Dolphins he r- runs the wrong route late in the game headed to the end zone uh results in an interception he drops two critical third downs there's another one that he probably should have had that he did not reel in uh, a disastrous outing, as as Pat Darty, my Roto World colleague, and yes, I do work for Roto World now. As he said on Thursday night, it was a cuttable performance for Conley. Like a- after the game, if the Jags had had cut him, no one would blink an eye because what else can you do after after that sort of d- display? Okay, and generally, I'm I'm a I'm a Conley guy. I like Conley. You know, he's a, he's a spark, size, speed, absolute freak. Okay, very much, that's, that's my thing, okay? Uh, but I will never, ever forget or forgive Thursday night. And I will never stop defending uh, Gardner Q. Minchu the fourth. It was a good process. I'm tilting. I want to point out briefly that, you know, watching the Washington-Cleveland game one of the announcers in that game, I actually don't know who's doing the game off the top of my head, but one of the announcers said the following. After after Baker Mayfield rolled to his right out of the pocket and threw a pretty bad pass that was plucked out of the air on the sideline by OBJ, it was a much better reception than it was a pass. Let's put it that way. Uh, and the, the announcer says this. Uh, not many quarterbacks in the NFL are more accurate outside the pocket than Baker Mayfield. What? Well, excuse me? Are we talking about the same dude who constantly, like fake pump, fake pump, fake pump, rolls out and then throws it 15 feet over his receiver's head and, and with some sort of weird jump pass? That, that That's the Baker Mayfield I'm familiar with. Uh, I'm not, I'm not even going to look at the stats. This is pure, purely anecdotal. That's the way we do things on Living the Stream. I was appalled uh, by that comment during the game. Appalled. I'm tilting. Right, it's uh, 2.33 p.m. In the, in the only legitimate time zone on planet Earth, the eastern time zone. And uh, I have to talk about this tweet that I I quote tweeted today. Uh, by Jimmy Kempsky, who covers the Eagles. Uh, it was after Dallas Goddard uh, came off the field limping, had something wrong with his foot. I, I don't even know if he went back into the game. It's pretty, pretty devastating for my DFS lineups. But anyway, uh, the the tweet goes like this: Goddard comes off limp. Period. And then the next sentence is, Dick Rod in. Period. I'll repeat that last part. Dick Rod in the so I I just I googled Dick Rod Eagles because you know what's he talking about? Dick Rod. It turns out it's it's Richard Rodgers. It's the former Packers tight end and living the stream mainstay mainstay. Richard Rodgers. We're, we're calling him Dick Rod now. People are out here instead of just saying Richard Rodgers, <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're, they're they're saying Dick Rod. Is this this is the worst nickname of all time? Did he approve of that? Does he ask people to call him that? Yo man, call me Dick Rod. What What's happening with Dick Rod? How am I supposed to explain this to my, my
1: kids? I'm tilting.
0: Greg Ward just caught a 40-ish yard touchdown from Carson Wentz. Uh, you know, before the game, I had to replace Julio Jones in the Living the Stream League, and I was had this excruciating decision between Danny freaking Amendola and Greg freaking Ward Jr., the fifth. And I went back and forth, and I, and I weighed some factors, including potential game script, and I really thought about it. I mean, I, I put a lot of mental energy into making this call, Amendola or Ward, Amendola or Ward, to replace Julio, which is you know an extremely depressing situation in and of itself. You know, just just extraordinarily dark, bleak outlook, really. But so I go back and forth, and and, and I and I want to go Ward. Rager's out. Alshon's out. Deshaun Jackson's dust, as the kids are saying. The kids love saying dust, by the way. God, I wish I loved anything as much as the kids love saying a player is dust. But you know, I'm okay. So is it Ward? Ward you know, he's going to be playing a lot of snaps. He's probably going to run a lot of routes. But, ah, man, but that that over-under on the Arizona-Detroit game and Detroit's going to be down. They're going to pass it a lot. You know, Amandola could get a lot of cheap PPR points, whatever, whatever. This and that, blah, 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 blah. Okay, I'm going Amandola.
1: Motherfucker.
0: I'm tilting. Thank you for listening to Living the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now, it won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out lakegroundcubing.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the team.